1: And now, here's your host.
2: Hey everyone, it's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. On today's podcast, I wanted to talk about some updates that I've gotten uh, and thoughts that I have about the Walt Disney World Resort and to a point Disneyland as well. I'll give some updates and things that I uh, heard and what I'm thinking And then also uh, we'll talk about a little bit about what's going on um, and uh, sort of the future of the parks, perhaps. Maybe we'll delve into that a little bit. And then toward the end, I want to kind of circle around and have a little fun. And I'm going to play for you some audio from a happier time so we can kind of go back and reflect about what it's going to be like when the park does finally reopen. So let's get started. Uh, I told you I had some business going on um, around the area and I was going to head up toward Orlando. And the reason was... My son has actually uh, had to move out of his, his dormitory uh, for college. So we took a trip up. My other son and I took a trip up to go get him and help him move out. And while we were up there, we decided to take a little side trip and go visit Walt Disney World. Um, and I got to tell you, it was really, really weird. Kind of eerie and creepy and you know, sort of like the, the apocalypse sort of thing. If you've ever seen Stephen King's The Stand, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Sort of the empty streets, no one around, just sort of odd and weird. I, I like to call it... Um, bizarro world so it's a bizarro world after all i have the the small world theme in my head and instead of saying small it says bizarro um so you know kind of have that feeling in mind as i was walking along it was just or driving along it was just so strange we just stayed in the car and just drove through some of the property and saw some different things it was it was so strange to see basically zero cars around except for the occasional security vehicle a few uh sheriff's deputies cars and an occasional other car would pass us but that's it there was really nobody around. We did see, this was kind of odd, we saw two people on bicycles biking near the Contemporary, and that was just weird, and they waved to us, and we said hi, and it was really nice, but it was just, it was bizarre. That was the only two people we saw, other than a couple of cast members that were around doing uh, various activities. Um, just really strange how that kind of played out. You know, no um, boat traffic, no cars, no Skyway, uh, excuse me, the gondolas, the, uh, the Skyliner. There was no... Um, no other people around. The buses that we saw in the Magic Kingdom parking lot were all parked neatly in rows, though we did see a couple of people, a couple of bus drivers who were moving the cars around, uh, the buses around. I assume that they have to move the buses occasionally um, to keep them running uh, so they're not sitting for long periods of time. And it's also possible that, they have, um, that they're taking them away for maintenance occasionally, still on the maintenance schedule. So that's still ongoing. Um, but it was just really strange. You know, you're going around and you just there's nobody there. I mean, it's just like, it's like a ghost town. I remember when I worked at the Space Center years ago, um, went out to some of the uh, early launch sites and some of the places that NASA had used for some of the early missions um, when they were trying to get into the space program. And so they have these, you know, these old concrete barriers and uh, towers and things and part of launch platforms and things like that. And they had gone out there at some point in the 1960s and 70s and spray painted on the walls and these, these concrete things uh, with something that just says, abandoned in place because they weren't going to use them anymore and they weren't going to try to scrap them, so they just abandoned them right there. And I had that feeling like they had abandoned all of Walt Disney World in place. It was just so strange when you walk around, or you know, even driving around, sorry, when you're seeing all this, it just, it was so bizarre. Uh, I've never experienced it, never thought I would experience it. It was just so strange the way um, there was really nothing happening. Now, I can tell you at the Contemporary, On the facade of the contemporary that faces the Magic Kingdom, they turned on a number of lights in the rooms that face the Magic Kingdom so that if you look at it at night, it actually makes the shape of a heart. It's very cute and sweet and kind of touching. It's sort of that the cast members decided to, you know, kind of reflect back that, you know, better days are ahead, so they turned on a bunch of lights to make it look like that. Um, Over at the Bay Lake Tower, they made a classic Mickey head on the facade there, um, sort of that, you know, we're we're remembering this is still Disney World. It's still coming back. Someday it will be back up and running again. It just was really, really strange to see it this way. And I can't really tell you, I can't express it well enough how weird it was. Uh, You know, it just was so strange, like something, you know, in your your wildest dreams, you think about what would happen if they just abandoned the Disney parks tomorrow. That's what it looked like. It just was so strange going along and just looking at it. It's like, huh, because nothing was open. There was no activity. There was nobody there. There was nothing going on. Like I said, the occasional person, but... Really, nothing happening. Really, really strange. Um, like you know, the zombies had taken over or something. I don't know. It's something out of a movie or horror movie in a way. It just was so strange. Uh, you know, you kind of going along and seeing it. I assume the monorails are, are parked up in you know in the roundhouse and the couple in the contemporary. Don't know, but um, I would assume that's the case. And as you look around, you just kind of have that moment of, wow, oh, this is this is what it's like. I mean, this is this is what happens when you have to shut down like this. Anyway, so one more thing about my little visit around the parks. Um, my son was kind of funny. He was, he was with me, and he took a picture of the uh, sign as we were going in. And he texted a bunch of his friends and went to his social media um, activity, and he told people, hey, we're going to Disney World today because they reopened. And uh, it was a couple of days after, after April Fool's, but he pranked a bunch of them and uh, got a couple of laughs out of it. People were going, really, they reopened? I didn't know that. Maybe I should go. He's like, no, they're not really reopened. And all I could think of at that point was the, um, the scene <laughs> – in uh, in the movie uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, right, where Chevy Chase gets to the park, um, to Wally World in California, and they're ready to go in, and John Candy walks up to him and says,
0: "Sorry, folks, park's closed. The moose out front should have told you."
2: That is one of the greatest lines, and that's all I could think of with the Disney security guards just telling people, "Hey, folks, parks parks closed. Mouse outside should have told you," and it just makes me laugh in my head a little bit that I'm thinking about that, and this is you know this is what we're looking forward to. Okay. Um, so, you know, we continued, to, we continued to prank a few of his friends. We started coming up with little stories. He would tell him he goes, oh, yeah, it was great. You know, there was no lines waiting for anything. We just got right on everything. And every once in a while, there'd be a security guard in the attraction with us. And we'd have to run to the next attraction and he'd be running with us. It was really weird. Yeah, just having some fun. It would have been, it, it was a funny thought we had. And, uh, you know, just one of those things you kind of stop and you go, oh, that makes me smile a little bit. Given the way this is and the way things are playing out, it's kind of funny. Um, it's just sad that it's uh, that it's come to this right now, and that's where we are. Um, and seeing the park empty, seeing the whole of the Walt Disney World Resort empty, was just freaky and unusual and weird. And I don't know how to take it. Um, I just found it to be so strange. Like I said, Stephen King's The Stand. If you're familiar with it, there's no one there. Um, it's like you know. I felt like I felt like all, I, I would have gone into a room and seen no toilet paper. Anyway, now. You know, Florida is under a stay-at-home order, um, and the entirety of Florida has been uh, suggested to stay at home through the month of April. Um, and certainly Orange and Osceola counties are going to enforce that uh, the way it is. Um, so cast members won't be able to go back until probably early May at the earliest, uh, with the exception of those that are working maintenance and, you know, doing some of the, uh, some of the security business and so forth and the bus drivers and whatever. Um, but as a result, Disney made an announcement that they're going to be furloughing all uh, non-union cast members, anybody who's not part of a union. So that's the union would include the musicians, bus drivers, some of the characters, things like that, people who work for certain, uh, um, certain groups. Uh, but essentially, everyone else will be furloughed starting April 18th. So in a couple of weeks, they will not be taking home any money anymore. Now, Disney did say that they're gonna extend their health benefits. If they were a full-time cast member, they would have their health benefits extended. And so they'd still have uh, be able to, um, to get uh, any, see the doctor or whatever they need to do during the time that they're furloughed, but they won't be receiving a paycheck anymore. So that's a huge blow um, in that sense. And that's true of both Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Um, that they won't be paid after April 18th. Now, as far as California goes, I'm not sure what their, what their plan is at this point when they're planning on op- reopening or letting people go back to work, but I imagine it wouldn't be before May anyway. Um, Southern California was pretty pretty uh, hardly hit too, so I can't imagine that they're going to come back up very quickly, um, so they'll probably be out at least for another month or so. So this is an ongoing thing, and um, it's really interesting. They, they, you know Disney has made it clear they want the cast members to come back at some point, but they can't, they can't continue to pay them. And that's unfortunate in many ways. I don't, you know, whatever, for however that works, I mean, I think they took as big a hit as they can from a financial perspective. Um, being closed for as long as this is just kind of crazy in a way. It feels kind of weird. Now, if you're looking forward to what they're going to do next, um, what's Disney's next move? Let's say, let's say we're more or less clear in May and the stay-at-home order gets lifted. In all likelihood... Disney will still continue to do some things to try and protect their guests and their own interests. Remember, at the end of the day, it's a, they're a company. They're in the entertainment business, but they're still a company who has a profit profit motive. And uh, part of the profit is based on the fact that they're a safe, secure, family-friendly fam- family type environment. So they will likely um, have to put in place some rules, at least temporarily, to try and help maintain that. You know, you don't want to have something happen And then have a bunch of guests get sick or something else happens you have an outbreak or something where it uh, reflects badly on them because in the long-term health you have to consider long-term health as well as short-term health um in the long term they have to make sure that they're putting their best foot forward and trying to protect their guests and themselves and the cast members and everything else so if i were going to guess and this is a total guess on my part i have nothing to back this up I would guess that when they get the uh, order, when they get the, when they receive their orders to reopen the parks and reopen, you know, the Disney World, probably what will happen is they will open up the uh, resort hotels, some number of them, maybe not all of them, to a limited number of guests. So they have, you know, guests in different wings or different places. So they're not necessarily in the same place where they'd be near each other. Um, They will probably have some Different activities they do, perhaps you know a little uh, a little character dining or open up some of the restaurants, perhaps some have some meet and greets with characters. I remember after nine eleven one of the things they did was they had this um cavalcade of characters that would come to the resort hotels and would meet with guests at the hotels rather than opening early, they would still open at nine o'clock or whatever it was for the first year or so after nine eleven they would uh, have these characters come, come on a bus and would show up at the hotel. It was a rotating group of characters. They'd come in, they'd interact with the kids, they'd have a little fun, and then they'd just get on the bus and they'd leave again. And it was a way to interact with guests without having to reopen the park early. Um, so they had no early magic hours or anything like that. I would imagine that the theme parks will stay closed for a short time when they first decide to start letting guests come back. That they won't be letting guests into the theme parks exactly, uh, starting at, you know, when they first reopen quote in the air quotes reopen because um, I suspect they want to let you know kind of things work out a little bit. And then, you know, I think they're going to want to have you know do some of the social distancing and make sure that they don't have a lot of guests in one place. So my my assumption would be they will open some attractions where they can kind of limit the guest access a little bit. Um, so I'll I'll use Spaceship Earth as an example you know, that one you can pretty much just walk up, you get on the car, you get on the ride, and then you go around, right? That's sort of a thing. Um, So you can limit the number of guests that can come in at any time, so you're keeping people spaced out and whatever. And then uh, I think also they will enhance on the idea of virtual queuing. So the Rise of the the Rebellion ride over in uh, the studios is already doing virtual queuing. So they've proven out the theory already that they can do it through the app. Um, And now instead of assigning you fast passes, They'll just give you a time to come to the attraction, and I don't think I think in the short term they won't have a standby queue. They'll just be um, getting people in at the time that they get there and just bring them right in. And they might skip some of the pre-show things and just take people into the attraction uh, to start to ride it and be able to experience it uh, without having to wait in a large group of people. So you'd have you know you'd have these um, these time frames. Uh, where you have a, you know, a group of people, maybe it's like 10 or 20 people that come in in this 10 minute period and they just come in and then you're putting them on and the next group comes and so on. And you can make it work. Um, so that way you could keep your social distancing, get people on, get the park up and running a little bit. Um, but it would be limited attractions, probably not have any, um, major queues that you would walk through. You would basically just walk on it and ride it for a while. And then you move on to your next thing. So that way they could limit it. I think they'll do more mobile ordering or things like that where they don't have to have crowds of people um, in the food f- lines for food. I think they'll you know, start to work out some of those details so that it becomes a little more efficient that way. I also think that overall they're going to have to limit the number of guests that go into the park for a period of time. Um, so that way they have a limited number of guests. Like I said, I don't think all the attractions will be open anyway. So I think they'll limit the number of guests that would go into the park at that point. Um, so that they can kind of control the crowd a little bit. So they keep it down. I would expect that also they would, um, not do things that would have people congregate on the, on main street or around the, the uh, um, the, uh, um, this, the lagoon there in Epcot or over at uh, Fantasmic at the studios. So, they won't do those shows where people congregate in one space and they're looking at one thing. You want people to be moving around and, and continuing to go around the park. So, I think they will curtail all of those activities for a period of time. So, there'll be no fireworks, no parades, that kind of stuff where people would be uh, engaged and uh, close together or could potentially be close together. So, that way you can keep people moving. You can start to make them happy. You can start to come back to normal, but it's sort of a normal ish kind of thing it's normal-esque it's not exactly normal that would be my guess and uh it would make things a little bit easier in terms of getting back up and running and then you slowly start to add things back and you hope you extend the number of uh, guests that can come in who knows they might run some different park hours to make to accommodate that you know so they may go instead of going like you know seven to seven or nine to seven at the magic kingdom maybe they go nine to midnight and they have more time slots that are available for people to come in Because I think they'll do virtual queuing as far as when you can come into the park, too, uh, as far as that goes for the short term. Now, how that works with, you know, how much you're paying for it and those kinds of things, I think they still need to work out. But that would be my guess on how they make it work for the short term so they can get people back and having fun. But you have to, you know, be smart about what you do. So you're not just opening up the floodgates and then people just, now they're ready to come because they haven't been at the parks. You know, they've been closed for six or ten weeks or whatever the number is going to be. You don't want people to just start flooding down there and then just start overwhelming it. And I suspect the same thing will happen at the other theme parks in the area, whether it's Universal or whether it's uh, Busch Gardens or SeaWorld or whatever. I think it's going to be a similar kind of thing where it's a slow ramp up to getting back up to um, normal or what passes for normal anymore. And then Disneyland, I think, will follow suit and do a similar kind of thing where they do, you know, sort of slowly get up and running again, where it's not just a free-for-all. You know, use all the tools you have available to help people to get in the parks and have fun, but keep them a little bit separated for now while this uh, virus continues to evolve and it goes around and you know people people get it. So that's a uh, that's actually kind of fun. Um, you know, one of those one of those interesting things that uh, that I think will help get it back up and running. And I think it's it's the way that they need to do it. Uh, just my personal opinion. I don't think you can just reopen and go, okay, we're back to normal. I don't think it's going to work like that. Um, I think there's too many other factors and variables there. And that's why we're, most of us, I think there's only a few states at the time I record this that don't have stay-at-home orders that are formal from the state. You know, your best bet is just to stay at home for now. In moving my son out of college, one of the things I was thinking was, you know, I'm going somewhere where I'm going to be around uh, an environment that I haven't been in. My son's been there, but I'm going to go there. I'm going to touch things. I'm going to move things. I'm going to pick him up. I'm going to bring him home. I don't want to spend a lot of time. You know, I don't want to spend a night in a hotel. I don't want to um do too much outside of what I need to do specifically to get him home. If I can avoid, you know, like going into the, any sort of public restrooms or uh actually uh going into a restaurant or something, I'm going to try and do that too. And we did for the most part. It was a pretty, you know, pretty up and down kind of thing. We just went and got him and came right back. And it took a lot of hours, you know, to get him ready and packed and all that stuff, but it was well worth it to do it that way. Um I think it was just Easier, you know, I'm trying not to I'm trying to limit my exposure and the things that happen. I have heard that, you know, some people that I know and some people that I work with have tested positive, so there's the potential I've already been exposed to it. And that's okay if that happened, that happened. But I want to limit my exposure as much as I can, which is why we have the stay-at-home orders. Just limit your exposure and try and protect yourself as best you can, your family, and especially your elderly relatives. You wanna try and help them to have as the least amount of exposure as possible. I don't think it's possible to be completely unexposed to this virus, but with a bit of luck, you don't get sick from it if you if you are exposed to it, and maybe you uh you know maybe things go well for you and your family. But I figure why you know why take the risk why you know have the risk of me getting sick or me passing if I, somehow I have it I'm carry I'm a carrier for it that I get someone else sick. So that's why we're doing this. And I'm all on board with it. I'm totally cool. I know it's weird and I'm climbing the walls at home with the family and everything else. I'm sure you are too. But it's one of those things that we have to do uh, where we're just dealing with all this stuff. Um, you know, and we have, to, we have to consider it. So consider carefully what you choose to do. And that that's my, my message to all of you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a 50-something-year-old guy and I'm in good health. And I think my risk is still relatively low, but why risk it? Why take a chance? Why not just go ahead and sit at home for a while and not worry about it and do smart things and wash my hands regularly when I'm outside or when I encounter somebody? Keep the six feet distance for now. Let's grow on this and let's help each other out. You know, like, like I've heard somebody say, we're all in this together, but separately. And so that's the way it goes. And so we, uh, we had an interesting time. We'll see what Disney actually does over the next couple of weeks. I know that it's going to be several more weeks that it's going to be closed, three, four at least, um, before they reopen. Um, And then uh, or even consider it and then we'll see what they decide to do Maybe they'll follow something like I was suggesting and they could decide to do something different But I believe over in shanghai They've opened similar kinds of things where they have a couple of the hotels open and they're doing some character greetings And that's about it. So perhaps it would kind of follow suit with that kind of a thing. We'll see Don't really know um, so we'll, uh, we'll kind of watch it and, uh, keep an eye on it and I'll keep producing fun podcasts. I hope they're fun. I hope you're not taking away too much downer stuff from this. This is, I just wanted to share my experience cause it was an opportunity to go and I wanted to see it firsthand. Weird, but I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I took the time to drive around for a minute. I, you know, it's a, Disney's in my DNA in a way. And, you know, to see it like this just felt so weird and wonderful just to actually kind of experience it like I said, just kind of strange. So what I'd like to leave you with today is a little audio uh, sequence that came from the Disney Resort TV in 1987. It kind of reminds us of all the fun things you could do at Walt Disney World and uh, how to get involved with them. So I wanted to share this with you. I hope it brings a smile to your face. These are the kinds of things we can look forward to again one day when the park reopens. Um, So that's what I'm going to leave you with.
0: Place 43 square miles filled with fantasy. Boating, golf, tennis, horseback riding, swimming, bicycle riding, shopping, dining, live nighttime entertainment, and whoo! And that's not all. There's a whole lot more, too. Something for everybody, I'd say. So, where do you start? Well, that's what this little show is all about. Sort of a, a, a guided tour of the whole vacation kingdom. Come on! Wonders of Walt Disney World, a special entertainment program for youngsters 10 to 15, proves that learning can be fun. This program takes advantage of the rich learning resources of Walt Disney World Resort to provide courses in energy, creative arts, entertainment, and ecology. For more information and enrollment in Wonders of Walt Disney World, call 828-2405. With so much to do and see in the Magic Kingdom and Epcot Center, you may be asking, where do I begin? The first step is to determine how long you have to see and experience as much of Walt Disney World Resort as possible. Since no two families have the same schedule or interests, there are several types of admissions available. To give you plenty of time to discover all the wonders of both the Magic Kingdom and Epcot Center, we suggest you purchase our money-saving three, four, or five-day multi-day world passports. These passports give you unlimited admission to the Magic Kingdom and Epcot Center, use of all attractions and transportation within the Walt Disney World Resort for the number of days specified. Multi-day world passports need not be used on consecutive days. Purchase your world passports at the monorail entrance at the Contemporary Resort. On the first floor of the Polynesian Resort, the Reception Center at Lake Buena Vista, the Conference Center, or at the entrances to the Magic Kingdom and Epcot Center. For current pricing information on single-day tickets, all-world passports, and other admission packages, touch 11. We hope you've enjoyed your visit with us here on Channel 5. If you have questions regarding any area of Walt Disney World Resort, remember, refer to your Do-It-All at Disney Guide touch 11 on your room phone or check with your guest services desk in your lobby. Well, I hope our little show has helped you to get to know Vacation Kingdom a little better. And before I go, I'd like to leave you with one special wish. On behalf of the entire Walt Disney World cast, have a wonderful stay in the Vacation Kingdom of the world. Thanks, Jiminy. Before we begin our journey through the Walt Disney World Resort, take a moment to review your Walt Disney World Do-It-All at Disney Guide and the Magic Kingdom and Epcot Center guides you received when you checked in. Refer to these guides for prices, hours, and numbers to call for additional information or reservations. For up-to-the-minute news on all resort activities, including operating hours and today's weather forecast, tune in to Channel 10 Daily for Around the World Today. If you still have a question, touch 11 on your room telephone, and a guest services hostess will answer your question. Now we're set to go, and the best place to begin is the Magic Kingdom. Whether you arrive by monorail or ferry boat, you pass through the familiar Main Street USA train station into all the charm and nostalgia of -of turn-of-the-century America. These quaint and colorful shops and stores evoke memories of an era gone by. And who can resist that breathtaking view up Main Street towards Cinderella Castle? Then there's the romance and intrigue of Adventureland. The Wild West wonder of Frontierland. The spirit of Colonial America in Liberty Square. The magic of Fantasyland. And all the excitement of Tomorrowland. There's so much magic in the Magic Kingdom. With special shows. The daily 15th birthday parade with Mickey and all your other favorite Disney characters and other entertainment. You'll want to see it all. So plan to spend at least two days in the Magic Kingdom with money-saving multi-day world passports. Just minutes from the Magic Kingdom is the newest and most exciting entertainment concept in the history of Walt Disney Productions. Epcot Center. Twice the size of the Magic Kingdom, Epcot Center is a celebration of man and his imagination on a scale never before dreamed of. Epcot Center is really two worlds in one. Future world, symbolized by the great spaceship Earth, includes an ever-widening array of pavilions dedicated to exploring man's past and previewing his future in all sorts of areas. Come face to face with the figment of your imagination. Enjoy a rollicking ride through transportation history. Take a ride on sunshine. See zero gravity farming. Board spaceship Earth for a voyage into tomorrow. Chat with a robot. Experience Captain EO, the 3D musical motion picture space adventure created by George Lucas, Francis Coppola and the Disney Wizards, and starring Michael Jackson, presented by the Eastman Kodak Company. Travel by Hydrolator and Seacab to Seabase Alpha and the Living Seas, presented by United Technologies. It's the latest marvel in future world. Sharks, dolphins, sea turtles, manta rays, eels, and more call this 5.7 million gallon Caribbean coral reef environment home. It's a great place to learn about and explore the mysteries of the Earth's last frontier. It's full of hands-on exhibits and exciting surprises. A journey of another kind awaits visitors to Epcot Center's World Showcase. Here, around beautiful World Showcase Lagoon, stand 10 nations side by side. Enjoy an espresso in Paris. Be part of the show in Italy. Raise a stein or two in Germany. Take in an English pub. A fabulous China restaurant. Explore an underground cave in Canada. See Japanese gardens in bloom. Board a boat ride in Mexico. Visit the kasbah in Morocco. Then say hello to the good old USA in the American Adventure. Your host country in this adventure in friendship. There's such a wealth of wonders at Epcot Center. We recommend you take at least two full days to enjoy it all with money-saving multi-day passports. To make the most of your visit to Epcot Center and the Magic Kingdom, review your guidebooks before you arrive. For additional information, stop by City Hall on Main Street USA or Earth Station located at the base of Spaceship Earth. Imagine the old swimming Hole updated with a few new twists and turns. That's River Country in the Fort Wilderness Resort. River Country is a newfangled version of the old swimming Hole where you can ride, slide, and splash into the water 40 different ways. All of the fun of River Country is right here on the shores of Bay Lake, just minutes from wherever in the world you're staying. Opposite River Country, across Bay Lake, lies another Disney adventure you won't want to miss. Discovery Island, Walt Disney World Resort's own certified zoological park. Wander winding pathways through lush foliage, explore the landscape splendor of a walk-through aviary, and meet hundreds of exotic birds and animals from all over the world. To reach Discovery Island, board the Excursion launch from the Contemporary, Fort Wilderness, or Magic Kingdom Docks. Individual River Country or Discovery Island tickets or special value combination tickets are available at the Guest Services Desk of any resort hotel. For daily operating hours, turn to Channel 10. Within the Walt Disney World Resort Complex is Walt Disney World Shopping Village. Open from 10 a.m. till 10 p.m. daily. The village blends a picturesque setting, a collection of charming shops and restaurants, and a rich variety of entertainment into an absolutely delightful experience. In the shopping village, you'll find imported toys, china and crystal, gourmet foods, and the latest fashions for men, women, and children. Shop for cute, cuddly Disney character take-me-homes in Mickey's Character Shop. Arte Espana carries a full line of original Spanish merchandise, including porcelain and Yadro figures. You may want to take a dockside stroll and see what delightful surprises are under the Captain's Tower. Get into the spirit of the festivities with a visit to the Village Spirits, where you'll discover selections from the world's best-known vineyards. Vacationing sailors will enjoy piloting a pedal boat around the sparkling lake. Truly a lady of elegance, the Empress Lily Riverboat Restaurant serves the most elegant lunch and finest dinner in the village. Evenings, the Empress Lily Riverboat comes alive with great hand-clapping down-home entertainment performed live in the Baton Rouge Lounge. Across the street in the Sun Bank building, stop by and meet the travel experts at the Walt Disney Travel Company. Should you wish to change or extend your travel plans, They offer a complete range of travel agency services with the Disney quality touch. Walt Disney Travel Company. Nobody knows our world better. Just down the road, the Lake Buena Vista Club beckons with tennis, swimming, and a beautiful 18-hole golf course. Equipment for both sports is available at the club's pro shop. Got a pencil? For tee times, call the master starter at 824-2270. For tennis reservations, phone 828-3742. In Walt Disney World Resort, the accommodations are all part of the fun. Stay in the mainstream of tomorrow in the beautiful contemporary resort. Here, the monorail glides right through the main concourse, providing futuristic transport to the Magic Kingdom, Epcot Center, and other stops along the way. For the serious shopper or dedicated browser, The fourth floor Grand Canyon Concourse is a great place to spend the afternoon. The Polynesian Village Resort, a South Seas hideaway, is the next stop along the monorail. The Great Ceremonial House is a lush garden showcase for some of our world's most beautiful tropical foliage. Here, shops and boutiques that offer a full line of Walt Disney World souvenirs, as well as apparel ranging from the latest resort fashion to the more traditional sarong are featured. Get away from it all at the beautiful Disney Inn in the heart of the Walt Disney World Resort. The Disney Inn features every possible vacation pleasure, from swimming, tennis, and golf on two championship courses, to the fine dining experiences of the Garden Gallery. Fort Wilderness Campground Resort is the choice for an unforgettable stay in a frontier settlement. Tie up your wagon for the night under the tall pines, or stay in a fully furnished camping trailer. Fort Wilderness Resort is a vacation hideaway just a few minutes and a century from civilization. In Walt Disney World Village, spacious villa accommodations and a versatile conference center clustered between the lakeshore and lush green fairways round out the Walt Disney World Resort experience. This facility provides a home away from home for vacationers and convention guests alike. Choose from a variety of villas including treehouse villas, Club Lake Villas, Vacation Villas, or Fairway Villas overlooking beautiful Lake Buena Vista Club Golf Course. Walt Disney World Resorts are truly vacation wonderlands with something special for everyone. At the Polynesian Village Resort, the Contemporary Resort, and Fort Wilderness Resort Marinas, a variety of watercraft are available. And if you're still feeling adventurous, there's always water skiing in the crystal clear lakes or swimming in the resort pools. The Contemporary Racquet Club offers group development instructional clinics, which are ideal for polishing your tennis techniques. The program uses videotape replays as training aids, so you can see yourself in action. Private lessons are also available at the Contemporary Resort. Walt Disney World Resort has three challenging 18-hole courses to choose from. Tee off on the Palm or Magnolia courses at the Disney Inn, or try the links at the Lake Buena Vista Club. These three beautiful courses host the Walt Disney World Golf Classic each fall. But they'll make you feel like a tournament player any time of the year. For the little putters, there's even a Wee Lynx course. Six holes of golf for juniors and just beginners. For tee times at any of our golf courses, call the Master Starter at 824-2270. Take advantage of the Walt Disney World Golf Studio at the Disney Inn and Lake Buena Vista Club for some professional tips to improve your game. The golf studio analyzes your swing and style of play, then fine-tunes your game. Call the master starter for a golf studio session. It's open to golfers of all ages with reduced rates for juniors. Love the outdoors? The Fort Wilderness Resort is the place for you hundreds of acres of woodlands, lakes, and streams, with room enough for biking, hiking, canoeing, horseback riding, and fishing. Take the youngsters to the petting farm, or jog down a two-mile exercise trail. Fort Wilderness is easily accessible to all Walt Disney World guests by water launch or shuttle bus. For more specific information about recreation throughout the Walt Disney World Resort, check the center section of your Do-It-All at Disney guide, or touch 11 on your guest room telephone. Family dining is a specialty in the Walt Disney World Resort. On the fourth floor of the Contemporary Resort, discover a tempting family menu at the Terrace Cafe and Buffeteria, and the Pueblo Room, where delicious meals are served with friendly Disney hospitality. For family dining with a South Seas flair, the Polynesian Village Resort features the Coral Isles Cafe and the Papieti Bay Veranda, all centrally located in the Great Ceremonial House. The Tangaroa Terrace is an ideal spot for a family breakfast or a relaxing meal. At the Disney Inn, the Garden Gallery has full breakfast, lunch, and dinner menus for hearty family appetites. At the Lake Buena Vista Club, you can enjoy casual, family-oriented dining. For information and to make reservations, stop by the guest services desk at your resort hotel. Touch 11 for information, or check your Do-It-All at Disney Guide.
2: And that is my show for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. And remember, if we can dream it, we can certainly do it. Bye now.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Disney View podcast. We hope you had a pleasant stay and arrive home safely. Please remain seated until your ride vehicle stops completely. Then, gather your personal belongings and step out onto the moving platform. And yes, I know it went by so quickly, but don't worry. One of the nice things about traveling on this podcast is that the journey is just beginning. Show notes are available on DisneyWorldPodcast.net. While there, please check out some of our affiliates. You'll also find links to Dave's iPhone and iPad apps. There's an app for pin trading